Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. What is up, beautiful people? We'll just wait a couple of minutes for everyone to roll in here. I'm so excited. As you come in, drop in the chat where you're coming in from, whereabouts on the planet are you today? I love to to hear some new place names, brush up on my geography skills, uh, but please do jump in the chat, let us know. Talk to one another, talk to us. Ask us questions, drop the bat. What are you most excited to learn about today? And we'll try and make sure we get to that at least at some point during the what 30 minute webinar today, the 30 minute show, should I say. All right, on which note, today what we're talking about, we're talking about how to run a successful cold call. And I am super excited to get into this topic today. And we have brought in probably, I would argue, one of the best people to to break it down with me today. My name is Will and <laughs> I'm the host. And joining me is Ronan Bassar. How are you doing, what Ronan? What is up? I'm fantastic. I love how you're like, one of the best people, me, Will Aiken, and also this other guy. <laughs> I, Thanks I so much for having the torch, mate. I, I talk about this stuff, but, you know, just, just talking about applying this meme with you, you think about this in such a tactical way, so I know there's just going to be so much value in this this next 30 minutes here. Let's get it going. I can't wait. Absolutely. Just a couple of housekeeping points. Of course, yes, this show is recorded. We typically send out the recordings the following day, or you can always head back on over to sellbetter.xyz to check out uh, past recordings, the recording of this show, or any future shows we did. On Monday, we bring in Sarah Brazier to talk about discovery. So if you're an account executive trying to brush up the questions you're asking of your customers to prime them up for a successful deal, then be sure to go ahead over to sellbetter.xyz and register for that show. What's got YouTube, LinkedIn, social media, hit the follow buttons. We've got some beautiful content in the pipeline that I'm helping the team produce. So there's just going to be more and more great stuff there. Uh, it's not just me as well. So if you hate me, don't, don't let that put you off. Um, just want to say a big thank you to our partners, Zoom Info and Bone Burner. Uh, I was actually in New York for Zoom Info's bell ringing this week. They're a great team, great tool. Bone Burner has actually got a special drop for us today. Uh, in the chat, they're going to be able to give you a free trial. So if you're not using a dialer to improve your connect rates, make sure you're not getting flagged as spam as a maybe spam call. We all hate that. That means we're just not going to get as many answers. Great tool for the, 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 that. Well, can I just say, if you don't already know James over at Phone Burner, you got to follow this guy. He drops oh valuable tips on LinkedIn. He's got, he's quite a character, but one of the best out there, at least one of the, the fastest emerging cold calling voices. I just dropped his link for everyone there. Go give him a follow. He's incredible. Big fan of James. Great tips. And if you, if you like spicy tweets, follow him on Twitter as well. He's got some <laughs> profound takes over there as well. So big thank you to Twain Burner. Again, link in the chat to have a free trial of that. Not using a talk dialer already, definitely worth what one to check out. Wanted to throw up a quick poll up before we get into today's agenda. Who's in the room? Are you an SDR, BDR, AE, frontline manager, senior leadership? We'll take a look at that. But first, today's agenda. So, first of all, we're going to be chatting through how you can come up with openers, use the right tonality, basically make sure you're not getting hung up on or written off in the first 10 seconds of your call. We're then going to be on to your value prop, how you can actually start to get generate interest from a prospect who may have never, ever heard of your company before by laying down what you do, asking good questions, ideally uncovering some kind of challenge that you might be able to help with. And then finally, we talk about how to handle objections and actually get that meeting, not talk yourself out of any interest that you may have generated along the way. Just before we jump on to that, let's just have a quick look at who is in the room on the results that poll looks uh. like SDR BDR. I'm not surprised by that. 
uh, followed by AEs. Great to see some AEs getting in there, making some cold calls, or hopefully after this, making some good cold calls as well. Beautiful. All right, Ronan, let's get into it. Let's do it. So I know you, we were talking about, you know, giving people some scripts for openers. You said before we got to talk about, we got to talk about tonality. So yeah. We'll so let's that. let's dive right in. You cannot talk about the words until you talk about the tone. And of course, thanks to our sponsors, you also have to think about data. For a lot of you in the room, that's probably up to your rev ops and your sales leaders. But of course, the precursor to all this is good data. Once you've got good data, you're in your dialer like a phone burner. Now it's up to you to be able to leverage your number one weapon, the way that you sound. And ultimately, there's lots of bad tones out there. Usually the most common one that a lot of us struggle with is a lack of confidence. That shines through the phone. But there are three really good ones that I like to highlight. The first one is the warm and friendly. This is the best place to start if you're a beginner because it's one that we're really familiar with. We could think of a lot of examples of it. Um, in fact, one of my favorite all times who's out there with, with a really warm and friendly example, my mind is the Sarah Brazier of the world and, and other folks like that. Then you've got the confidence. It's a little bit more intermediate. You can grow to this in probably three to six months of being new to the phone if you work on the confident tone. Very different than the warm and friendly. Usually the warm and friendly is fantastic if you're selling to sales, customer success or support, or marketing folks. The confident is better if you're going up to the C-suite. Uh, cybersecurity folks respond really well to confident. IT professionals too. Um, and even oftentimes IT, like CTOs and folks in that department. Then you've got the more advanced one. And one that is arguably the most difficult, but equally the most rewarding. Humor. Funny. If you can land a joke, you have completed the ultimate goal of tonality and a cold call. You've disarmed your prospect. The whole point of using our tone act actively and I call it tactical tone, which is a Chris Voss idea too, is to be able to disarm your prospect's natural way of thinking. And we have to get into a little bit of the psychology behind this too. But that last one, humor, one major asterisk, one major warning to be aware of. People's humor is different. <laughs> what one person finds funny, the other person might not find funny as well. So before I get into the whole science of like why this matters and why it works, which is the science of heuristics and the psychology we know about decision-making made popular by the Nobel Prize winner, Daniel Kahneman, in his book, Thinking Fast Slow. Uh, before we get into all, all that system one and two and how do you leverage this, I, I'm curious, Will, you're a funny guy. When you were cold calling, what was your go-to tone? Yeah, and it might even help answer one of the questions I just saw in the chat. I used to call on sales leaders and definitely when I started, you naturally when you start cold calling, you go to this like weird customer success voice. You know, <laughs> you, know you know the one the customer service, like Hi there, yeah, this is Will calling from and you kinda of got the uptone as well and you sound nervous, you sound like you you, you know, they've just called their bank. Um, I'm always a big friend uh, fan of confident and if you can read the room a bit of funny as well. If I'm calling someone, it can depend on geography, but generally you get a pretty good read on when they pick up the phone and how they sound. I would go down that funny route as well, kind of throw in a little laugh and they're like, yeah, it's Will, sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, you're not expecting my call, it's Will here. And that can just even throwing a laugh in there can be very disarming as well. So I'm a big fan totally. of the content of funny. I'd totally. say a good combo is all three of these if you can manage it. 
that that tactical laughing, the chuckling, if you listen to any of my call recordings in my LinkedIn, I, I have a bunch of them there for people. You'll hear me doing that a lot, especially in the opener, because it works. We know with, again, science, psychology teaches us that mirror neurons are a real thing. When people see something, they want to copy it. So when they hear a laugh, mm. they want to emulate that as well. And we know from the, uh, I think it was Baumeister study, the 55-38-7 law, that communication is 55% body language, 38% tonality, and 7% the words. And we don't have body language on a cold call. So you're down to just your tone. And the words do matter. <laughs> Before Absolutely. we get into it, if you guys stick with us, I'm going to share an opener that you've never heard before that nails both the humor and the warm and friendly. I look forward to hearing that, Rodan. Uh, I know you, you've also got some extra notes on those tonalities to, to share before we enter that. For those of you wondering, what is tonality? Here it is. This is the simple basic equation in like remedial math because I wasn't in AP or honors. Uh, just honest to God truth. So what you've got is your volume, how loud or quiet you speak. I'll give you an example. Think of warm and friendly. It's going to be louder. Think of confident. It's going to be a little bit more subdued, not necessarily quiet, but not necessarily loud. Think of if I want someone to feel curious, I'm going to speak in a hushed tone. Because if, if I'm saying something that is, hey, this might be a terrible idea. Oh, what's he about to say? get them on the edge of their seat. That brings me to the pace. Controlling the speed of your speech is the ultimate cold caller hack. If you're losing control of your call, all you have to do is slow it down and you pull your prospect right back in. But pace is really important to control as well. Warm and friendly is a little bit faster. Confident is very metered, consistent, paced. Think of the the executive on the Central Park North or South, uh, you know, penthouse with his feet on his desk looking out over New York City. How is he going to speak or she? You know, and then when you have the energy, it's ultimately what are you trying to convey emotionally? How do you want them to feel? If you feel it yourself, it will come through in your tone. Absolutely. Emotions are contagious. And if you want someone to feel enthusiastic about something, be enthusiastic about it yourself. That's one of the most contagious emotions, especially these days. You do, it's rare to come across someone who is super enthusiastic about what they're doing. So if you can put that out there, you're probably going to get some of that back as well. Absolutely. That's actually a thing called emotional contagion. But yeah, let's get into the script because this is where it gets really fun. So my go-to opener is uh, one that you might have heard before, but it uses the warm and friendly tone. And I'll just role play with you real quickly. Will, it's straightforward. It's to the point. I call Will. He picks up. and hey, uh, It's Will. Hey, Will. Hey, sorry, who's this? At Will, it's Ronan Pesar, RP Advisory here. How have you been, mate? Yeah, I, I, I've been all right. Sorry, what's this about? <laughs> well, look, I know no one likes getting a cold call. I mean, nobody, especially not on a Friday morning out here in Southern California. But would you mind if I keep it super brief and, and then you can decide if you want to hang up on me? You've got 30 seconds, Ronan. Go ahead. <laughs> I appreciate this shot, Will. So that's my go-to. It's simple. Um, it's in my script if you download it so you could try it out for size. If you want to hear a great example of it, Sarah Brazier does a really good version of this too. That's adapted from Sandler Sales Training as well. But there's one that you've never heard before that is mind-blowingly like breaking all the patterns. And it goes very, very differently 
but you really dial it up on the warm and friendly. That one sounds like this. Will picks up. I go, Will? Yeah. <laughs> Will Will Aiken is Ronen Asar. Look, don't try to rack your brain. You don't know who I am. This is actually a cold call. Would it be an awful idea if I shared why I was reaching out to you today? No, Ronan, absolutely put a smile on my face. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. See what I did there? I used my tone to sound like no one Will has ever heard before on a cold call. But we're not done. That's just step one. You've now earned step two. And that takes us to the transition. There are two questions you must answer on every cold call. You will hear prospects, if you listen to call recordings, literally say these words. Who is this? What is this about? It's an obvious question when you think about the prospect's world. They don't know the, the person calling them. They might have kids. They don't know if it's the doctor. They don't know if it's their kid's school. They just, the unknown number they're answering. Maybe they're waiting for a call back from somebody. So they see an unknown number, they answer, and they're immediately a little bit panicked. Who is this? What is it about? I don't get calls in the middle of the day unless it's urgent. Answer those two questions with the second piece. That's the transition. It sounds something like Ronen Pessar here from RP Advisory. This is actually a cold call. And now I'm going to move into, so I just told him who I was and I'm about to tell him what it's about by transitioning into my probing question. Hey, you know, I see here on LinkedIn, you've got a team of about 15, 20 SDRs here. Out of curiosity, when it comes to cold calling, is your team already able to book at least a meeting a day per rep from the phones? Uh, no, none of them are, uh, but... Maybe if they were attending this sell better webinar, they would be. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I hear that a lot, and I'm not. I'm not trying to call your your sales enablement guy, you know, dumb or anything. <laughs> really, what I reason for my call, and um, actually, while I was reaching out to you today, was to see if you've ever considered a different kind of cold call methodology, one that guarantees more laughter, more meetings, and ultimately more consistency, so that you can have more predictable pipeline when your team's cold calling. Anything like that on your radar? Uh, n- no. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was actually the reason for my call, Will. Would it be a terrible idea if we found 30 minutes when I wasn't cold calling you in the middle of the day? I actually got to go in a minute over to a client here. Um, any chance we could chat Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning? Um, yeah, but look, Rona, sounds great. You seem like a nice guy. I don't want to waste your time right now. We're like, hiring spend free so i i don't think we even if it were amazing i don't think we could afford to bring in someone else right now i totally get that all right we're about to move into objections nice well good transition uh, yeah that's <laughs> that's kind of what i was thinking um let's let's stop there though because i know we got a couple of questions that was awesome uh to see that delivered in, in in all in all in one part this is exactly what people need and want to hear um, I love the fact that you called out as well, you know, answering those questions that every prospect has, who is this, what's this about? Because if you let them ask that question and you're, all of a sudden you're on the back foot. So putting those up front is, is a really good tip there as well. I did want to call out, we're going to be dropping Ronan's script in the chat as well. So you can download that, check that out yourself. Make sure you can use that while you're making your own calls as well before we jump into talking about objection handling. Right, and I believe you've got, uh, if they sign up for that, they also get your awesome newsletter. By the way, one of the best ones I get every single week. That's right, yeah. Uh, if you sign up for that, you'll be in the newsletter. You can always unsubscribe if it's not relevant to you, but that's the way to get the script if you want it. It's just a quick download. You copy it. It's yours to use. 
Um, I also will help people write it out. That's an additional thing that I'll do if you need help with it. There's information in there for how to do so. But grab the free script. It's um, it's one that I use personally to book 183 meetings as a cold caller last year, uh, which was when I break it down about a meeting a day. That's why I call it the meeting a day script for a business that had no marketing, no customers at the time. And by the time I was done doing that, we had gotten to our, our first investment, $3 million, $12 million valuation with quarter million dollars in customers, all from cold calling. That's incredible results. I'd love to see the uh, the the metrics come on the end. We were just getting into objective handling though, so let's carry on with that. By the way, any questions you'll have, drop them in the Q&A, not the chat, they get buried, and we'll try and save five minutes at the end, get yes. to the, the, the juiciest ones, all right? And we have to talk about one more piece of the script before we get into it, and oh. this is it. The pro and provoke. Yes. You got the right slide there. So, here, <laughs> this is the million dollar part of the script. Lots of people out there will tell you things like, ask your prospect three questions and then say, are any of these relevant? Ask open-ended questions. Check in with how their day is going. See who they're rooting for in the Super Bowl. Please don't do those things. I'm here to tell you that stuff doesn't work. Here's why. Because the prospect on the other end of the phone was in the middle of doing something. You're already capturing a fleeting amount of attention. It is a little amount of attention and your job on a cold call is to continuously grab it. And here's how I do it. You heard me say it in that role play with Will. It's a two-step, a one-two punch. The probe and the provoke. This takes a little bit of gap selling into consideration. Shout out to Ryan Scalera who taught me this concept years ago. Wonderful idea. Probe is about today. What is the pain I could poke? Provoke is tomorrow. What is the possibility you could be experiencing if we were to work together. So a, a probing question usually sounds something like this. Hey, when it comes to this pain, do you already have a way to avoid the symptom? People, we know people want to avoid pain and are motivated to do so way more than they are to gain something of equal opportunity. There's studies done about this. If I give someone $10 versus have them give me $10, they will experience more pain giving you $10 rather than getting $10. It's just the way our brains are wired with our survival instincts. So we're going to leverage that psychology here. If I hit a pain point correctly, wonderful. You are in it. You have their attention. Now, this has to be framed as a closed-ended question. You'll notice in my script, everything is closed-ended up until this provoke, all the way at the bottom of it. So a good probing question is relevant to your prospects who you're calling, regardless of what uh, their personalized information is. It's not about being personal. It's about being relevant to the things that they are experiencing every day. And if you can hit a pain point, if you could talk about a prospect's pain in a way that is simple and clear, you'll have their attention. Absolutely phenomenal. Again, mate, you're just coming through with banger up the banger here. I uh, appreciate that. So probe and provoke, I like the fact you're calling out, but the fact you're asking closed-ended questions in there to lead them to that provoking question, the open-ended one that kind of gets the thing about the possibilities. I know a lot of people have been trained to never ask a closed-ended question in a cold call. What would you say to those folks? Oy vey. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what I would say. You know, here's the thing. People are still wondering, after you've answered those two questions, who this is, what this is about, they're still wondering, what's the punchline? That's the third question that prospects want to know. 
When you ask open-ended questions, you're not getting to the punchline. You're not helping them out to understand what is the point of this call? What are you getting at? So if I get to closed-ended questions all the way down to the final provocative question, the, the provoke, what I'm doing is I've given them a path to the arena, their ticket to get to their seat, their section, their row, and now they're in their seat, they're ready to watch the game. I have to guide them all the way like an usher, all the way to their seat. Now that they're ready to watch the game, we can have a conversation. Beforehand, it's going to be premature and they're going to confuse you with things that kind of sound the same. And that's uh, that's something that you see all too often when you start the call way too open, you end up confusing them. It's like such a big question up front. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to meet. And that's often where those objections come from. Uh, when you when you maybe go get into that too soon, I find. But let's say we do get an objection. And uh, we've got another poll to put up here because we want to know what objections folks are getting right now. Um, to, so there's going to be a poll on screen where you'll be able to see, uh, you know, three common objections, then other. What's the most common objection you're getting on cold calls today? Send me an email. I'm busy. How did you get my number? Or other, in which case, drop them in the chat. We'd love to see him. Maybe we can get some of those later as well. Is this a cold call? Who is this? How'd you get my number? I love these objections. Yeah, so you only have two categories, really. You can bucket every objection into both of these. Now, some objections can fit in either, depending on at the point in the call in which you're getting it. You've got objection type one. Now we're going to go back to that Nobel Prize winning science in a minute. It's called a brush off. That is when in the first five to 30 seconds of the call, the prospect is trying to brush you off the phone politely or not so politely. And they say something like, ah, oh, I'm in a meeting right now, or I'm, I'm running into a meeting. Sorry, I can't talk. Why don't you just email me? Oh, how did you get this number? Is this a cold call? I don't take cold call. Any of those are going to be brush offs. And what you have to know is it's not you, I promise. Well, it kind of is, but it's not what you're saying, Alex. It's the idea of who you represent. And so what I mean by that is this Nobel Prize winning science taught us that 95% of our decisions every single day are automatic. You're not thinking about them. I'll prove it to you. If anyone who drives on this show, you'll know that you've had this experience where you drive somewhere and then you're like, I don't remember the drive at all. I don't remember touching the gas, turning the wheel, turning on the blinker. It was raining, the windshield wiper. I don't remember any of it. Congratulations. That's called system one thinking. Automatic, subconscious, but very error prone. Guess what? This is here to help protect us. Our brains can't process the, I think it's 60,000 decisions we make a day. Our brain can't process that uh, consciously. So 95 of it has to be automatic. But guess where this goes off the rail? When you sound salesy. Mm -hmm. When you sound like every other cold caller, that is when you trigger, I call it the used car salesman heuristic. A heuristic is a mental shortcut. That's when you get brush offs. There's one way to break this heuristic. Activate their conscious thinking, system two. The way you activate it is with what's called a pattern interruption. Many of you might have heard of that. If you haven't, it's a simple concept. Purple cow, when they zig, you zag. You do something different. You have to interrupt the typical thinking for their brain to be like, oh, wait, we've never seen this before. Activate. Don't automatically decide what to do here. That's why I love the opener where it's like, well, yeah, that, I was going to call out that you've already shown us no one calls me like that. Most people call me and they, they sound like the radio off the script. Uh, no. And an evergreen area where you can always break patterns and have a pattern interruption is with your tone. That is it. Not the words. Sure, you could say clever things like, do you have 27 seconds for me to tell you why I called? You could try that. 
then every other cold caller is going to try that. And then that becomes the pattern. I actually had a prospect once say to me, why is everyone asking me if I have 27 seconds? I literally had a prospect say that to me and I was like, oh boy, this is not working. So those are tricks. The other stuff is science. <laughs> then we get into the real business space. It's what it sounds like. Hey, you know what? I understand what you're saying. I'm working with your competitor. Thanks for calling. Try me in nine months. That's legitimate. Both can be handled though with a similar framework. And I'm curious what we got back on that poll. I can see the results pop up. I was looking, waiting for them. And, uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, most of them, the most common one was send me an email. But there was a ton more in the chat. I'm not interested. We have something in place. We don't use agencies. Uh, I'm busy was the, the second one. I would say that could also be, I'm in a meeting. I'm about to go into a meeting as well. Uh, how'd you get my numbers in this company? Did you think? 6% and then other, I'm going to call those chat examples down there as well. Thank you everyone for sending those in. Send me an email is my favorite because it can be a brush off if it's early or it can be a real indication of interest mm -hmm. and the person's busy and they prefer to analyze over email. So here's the framework. You want to be armed to handle these objections. Although the M in the arm just sounded good in the acronym, it really should be A-R-A, acknowledge, respond, ask. But it sounded too good to not ignore. So we're going to be armed. And here's when it sounds like the first basic need every human has is to be seen and heard. It's the difference between boxing versus judo. If I'm going punch, counter punch, we're going to leave 18 rounds with Mike Tyson without an ear and bruised and bloodied. I don't want to do that with my prospect. They're not going to like me after that. They may never talk to me again. Um, I don't know if Evander Holyfield is still talking to Mike Tyson or not, but if I leverage judo, my prospects' words in that same direction against them, that's acknowledging. So here's a great acknowledgement we can always use. Steal this, write it down. If you don't get anything from this call, it's this line. You know, it's funny. That's actually why I called you. You know, that was actually the reason for my call today. So they say, hey, send me an email. <laughs> You know what? That's actually the reason for my call today. It's a transition statement. Then you have to respond to what they said. And then you ask. So if it's early, if it's a brush off, you ask for the chance to share why you called. If it's later, you go for your shot. You ask for the meeting or whatever it is you're selling. And I can give you some examples with the ones that we got here in a moment. Um, but this is the framework. Acknowledge, respond, ask. Most SDRs who are brand new forget the last part. They forget the question. Lots of senior cold callers who might be a little rusty forget the acknowledgement piece. They typically forget, like, they want to go right into handling the objection and asking. Mm. It's got to go together, all three, for it to land well and have a shot at the prospect engaging with you. I've one recording somewhere on my LinkedIn with, like, five or six objections in one cold call and ended up in a meeting. And, like, sure. you'll hear it. I just keep going one after the next after the next. So should we tackle some of those objections? Those were good ones. Yeah, let's do it. Let's give a let's do a little role play here. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Which one are you going to hit me with? I'm going to hit you with. Um, yeah. Look, we've already got something in place for this, Rodan. Yeah, well, I totally understand that. In fact, you know that was the reason why I called. Lots of the prospects and folks that I reach out to already have something in place. In fact, we're kind of different than what most people have. The traditional approach to what we're doing. Um, look, I don't know if this would be a terrible idea or not. So you tell me. But. Oftentimes, after a 30-minute chat, most people are amazed at how much time they can save by leveraging our product as opposed to what they're currently doing today. I don't want to assume that anything's wrong with what you're doing today. We hardly know each other, but would it be an awful idea if we found 30 minutes? No strings attached, but we could get to know each other a little better and I can share how we might be able to help you. 
Uh, yeah, everyone, I get a lot. Of, I get a lot of calls like these, though. Could, tell you what, could you send me an email? I'll look it over and I'll let you know if it's interesting. <laughs> well, I'm super happy to send you that email. Look, well, I've been doing this a long time. I'm still waiting to hear back from all those people I emailed. <laughs> Would it be an absolutely awful idea if we found 30 minutes instead? Uh, I got my calendar up. It looks like I've got Tuesday afternoon open. Would that work for you? Ronan, mate, you, you seem like a real solid dude. And, and, and what you said is interesting, but like right now, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time holding onto the tools that I've even got. Like if I try and buy something new or buy some services, my CFO is going to throw his calculator at me. Oh, man. Uh, well, other than calling HR, maybe I can offer you some other help here. And I'm sorry to hear that sounds really stressful. I'm sure you're like everyone trying to manage more with less. In fact, that was the reason for my call, Will. A lot of our customers were actually able to reduce their overall spend by using our tool that had multiple areas to consolidate all their tools in one place. I, I don't want to assume that this is going to be a fit for you, uh, but look, if it would be interesting at all to find a way to actually do more with less and maybe not have a calculator thrown at your head, would it be awful if we found 30 minutes to chat on Tuesday? All right, let's stop there because you just gave us three <laughs> belters of an example I walk through. Um, and this is a question that people get a lot. They're like, oh, well, we'll if someone gives me objection, like, when do I give up? When do, you know, what do I do then? And I think you just kind of showed, showed it three different ways there. Yeah. Uh, now you can acknowledge, I'd be happy to send you an email. But also this other thing as well. So you're not, you're not being combative. Yeah. You're, you're, That's you're on key. their side. That's how it feels. That's the key to the acknowledgement piece is I'm not trying to be combative and throw another jab your way. Rather, I'm trying to be on your side and work with you. And by the way, there is one big difference. If you're in a space that is super competitive and it's like maybe even commoditized, let's say you sell insurance, IT, real estate, um, stuff that like everyone kind of looks the same, the email objection should actually be handled differently. What you want to do is I'm super happy to do that. This is where it's more appropriate to ask. Where, what else can I share with you that might be relevant? When they give you some information, then you go in with the, hey, look, I've been doing this a long time and never hear back from anyone. Would it be a terrible idea? Then you go in for the ask. So first get some information and then do it. Yeah. Ronan, I keep talking to you with this role play <laughs> and I, I said we were going to try to get some questions, but I'm really glad we did that role play because it's so good to see what you're talking about actually applied tactically. So, um, But that said, if, if there are questions people have, you have yes. folks reach out to you. Where can they find? Oh you? my gosh! Please find me on LinkedIn. I just dropped in the chat here. Connect with me. Introduce yourself. Say hello. Grab my script. I also have a fun drill called Seven Layers of Hell. <laughs> it's it doesn't sound fun, but it is fun. It's a good way to do rapid fire objection handling training. It's a great way to be able to handle them the way I just sounded with Will. If he gave me four more objections, essentially, I'll send you that drill if you want it. Let me know what you want. If you want the drill or the script, you can find the script my profile, but feel free to connect with me and just say, Hey, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to meet the folks who show up to this stuff. Um, and Will, thank you so much. The host Dude, of the most. You brought the heat. So thank you. <laughs> Made my job easy. Everyone. Thanks so much for joining another Sell Better show. Again, one on Monday on Discovery. If not, there'll be another one next week that I'm sure will be interesting to you if you're uh, still thinking about prospecting. Ronan, thanks so much again for joining and thank you to our partners, Bo Werner and Zoom Info. Once again, for supporting the show.